what if I just trust? Like, what if I just open us and up and trust? Like, if I put out this positive energy, the universe is going to co-create with me and start to give me the things that I'm asking for. And I saw, honestly, just that it was helping. So I started to like dip my toes in the water and I started one to feel better. I started to feel more connected to myself, to nature, to the people around me. And then like it all just started to come together. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode 59 of the podcast. And today it's all about trusting the timing of the universe. And I am so excited to share this conversation with you guys. Nina and Liz of Finding Your Shine podcast um, had the most incredible things to share. And I just loved where we went in this conversation. As you guys probably have gained or gathered, um, I don't really go into these conversations with a plan intentionally. I usually have a couple of things I think I may want to talk about based on their work and based on the things that I'm personally interested in. And sometimes you guys ask listening questions um, or things you want to really ask them um, in our Facebook community, which of course I always bring into the bring into the mix. But I love being able to just have candid conversations and see where the day and the conversation takes us. And this was one of those conversations where it just felt so good. Like we were grabbing a cup of coffee and like old friends were just catching up and laughing and talking about some really challenging topics. Um, and we dive into a lot of really fun things. So without further ado. Nina and Liz make up the dynamic duo behind the Finding Your Shine podcast, a weekly show that focuses on helping women bust through their fears and live a life that truly lights them up. Each wing... Each week, they bring on leading guest experts in the field of health and wellness, career, spirituality, and personal growth to help inspire you to take aligned action towards a life you love. Sound familiar? We do a lot of really similar work, which is super cool. And uh, if you like this podcast, you probably would like theirs too. Um, Both Nina and Liz have gone through their own transitions from struggling with body image and hormone imbalance to some intense anxiety. Through resources like podcasts, blogs, and some amazing professionals in the field, they have taken the necessary baby steps towards overcoming these challenges and busting through their negative self-talk. Nina is a full-time hormones and anxiety coach while Liz works full-time in marketing and is currently getting her coaching certificate in intuitive eating. They can't wait to share their story and all they've learned with you along the way. And I can't wait to show you guys with this conversation. It's amazing. Some things that we dive into today is how to pivot in the entrepreneurial space, what it's like starting a business with your best friend, the difference between spirituality and religion. This is a super cool discussion, you guys. Um, I share something I've never talked about on the podcast, which is my first time ranking experience tell all um talk about the different parts of the brain and also um the details of their upcoming empowered voice event which i'm going to be at later this fall and would love to see you there so without further ado here we go hey nina and liz welcome to the podcast thank you for having us yeah thank you so much for having us on the show i'm so pumped you guys um these two amazing women like reached out a couple weeks ago and when I started stalking them I was just telling them this but when I started stalking them I was like okay we're doing the same thing in the world like we have really similar missions we are really wanting to like help they have a podcast too that has a very similar vibe so you guys would love their shit so like hop on over make sure you subscribe but like it's really cool to it's so rare for, for me to meet other women who are like passionately showing up in the world in the way that I am and I'm just like, why are there more of us, you know, <laughs> because there's mm-hmm. such a need. Um, and so I'm just so grateful to that you guys reached out and that we could connect. And I'm excited to, you know, share your guys' stories and hear what you guys have to say today. Yeah, same. Yeah. I roll. know that. Yeah, let's roll into it. I know that <laughs> me and Liz have been doing this for a couple of years now. So our paths like have been crossing with other women who are in this field. And I think like continually we're so impressed and surprised like why aren't we all just coming together and being super epic like there are women out here that are just putting these vibes out into the world ready to help ready to share their stories so yeah excited that we crossed paths and that we get to share on your podcast 
Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so before we get into like the deep into the dirty and the, all the goods, can you guys walk me through kind of your individual, like how you got to where you are, like what brought you to coaching in the first place? Because I know you guys do very different things, um, which is badass and amazing. I think brings a lot of really different and unique content to working together as well. So like individually, how did you guys get to where you're at, I guess? Whoever wants to go first yeah. can go. I Let's feel like <laughs> I'm gonna. St- I did. I breathed uh, my cue. Um, I feel like first of all, my so I actually have had a huge shift in the last like couple weeks that is not reflected yet in the podcast, but it will be. So I'll just like throw it out there. Um, I have been pursuing financial coaching for several years. Um, I really think it's important that we get rid of money blocks because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of time hinders us from, you know, maybe leaving a job or staying in a relationship. I think money is just a part of wellness as anything else, even though it's so, um, it can feel so sterile. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been pursuing financial coaching for a couple years. And if you stopped me, you might've noticed there's like not a ton out there. Um, which I, for many years have been like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And there was like a roadblock for me putting myself out there. And I will sum up this story very quickly, but I just um, went to Italy and I had two weeks where I wasn't working, clear my head, mm-hmm. hasn't happened in like maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came back and I had this experience where I've never had an intuitive voice like come in my head and like tell me something directly. That's more um, Nina's bag <laughs> to get the intuitive hit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this voice was like, you're going the wrong direction. You need to coach intuitive eating Mm. because my story, while there's a lot of stuff with money wrapped up in it, there's a lot of, um, there's a much bigger story with my own body image and the evolution of loving myself physically. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess we're switching now. (laughs) So literally like, I think we just recorded a solo episode with the two of us. What Friday, Nina? Mm -hmm. We're finally like, put it out there that I had the shift. So, um, I've had a big change, but I, um, I would say I can easily identify my body image and my view of myself as the main roadblock in putting myself out there. And I think starting the podcast and working with an intuitive eating coach around 2016 Mm -hmm. was really the catalyst for everything that I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So. Can I ask what started, like where, when that started for you, when the body, cause I resonate hard. Like that was <laughs> my whole life. Um, <laughs> so like, when did that start for you? Like, do you remember like a specific moment where you're like, Oh man, this is, I might, I look different. Like I need to be ashamed of how I look, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. So I, <laughs> it was young. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved to Ohio when I was nine. And that's right around the time where, you know, your, your body is changing and <laughs> all the stereotypical things that the puberty videos tell you. Um, and I remember a classmate, I really wanted to be popular. It was very important to be popular. Yeah, as we all And do, because yeah. you're a kid and you're, you know, you have no boundaries or filters. I just walked up to a popular and I was like, hey, look, I would like to also be popular. <laughs> can you, <laughs> can you tell me? That's bold. Like, what I need? <laughs> Wait, we're stupid. I don't know. No, I love I it. Like, That's bold. So I bold. like, can you tell me what I need to do? And she's like, definitely. We got three things. You have an ugly this boyfriend. This is a nine-year-old, right? This is a nine-year-old. Okay. You got an ugly boyfriend. You got to dish him. You got ugly clothes. You need to get better at those. And you're fat, so you got to lose weight. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, just start chipping away at that list then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think then I had, you know, going through middle school, and even early high school, you just have experiences that reaffirm, like she had told me that. And then like everything seemed to validate what she said. Mm -hmm. And then when I went through my own, um, you know, disordered eating that I went through in late middle school and early high school, once I achieved that weight loss, hmm, like all of a sudden people wanted to talk to me. Mm -hmm. So I got that, I got very bad messages. And if I were, if I were who I am now, I'd be able to look and see, okay, don't interpret it this way, but you're a kid, your brain's still forming and you interpret things all sorts of weird ways. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Crazy balls. I hear you. I feel like all (laughs) women, most women listening to this are like, yeah, 
uh, I've definitely had a moment. Like I can pinpoint back to a very specific moment. I was six years old where I first looked in the mirror and was like, I'm fat, you know? And it's just so crazy that we're so young. I know. Um, Where does that even come from? You know, like you either picked it up from family, friends, TV. I I guess I know where it comes from, but it's so crazy. Like you're six and nine. And like, those are the things you think are Mm -hmm. making up who you are. Liz, I don't even know that story. Have you told that before? I don't think so. I didn't, how do I not know <laughs> that? I've known you for eleven years. The last three podcast recordings that I've I've had, everyone has said like I just shared a story that I've never talked about publicly before. Like, what yeah. do you do? Like, what is your power? And I'm like, I have magical powers. Pulling <laughs> it out. So I love it. I love it. No, but I think it's so relatable, and I love that you're moving in that direction. And that I also love that you listen to that voice instead of went. You know, like yeah. that's not what I've been doing. So I'm going to move there. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that's what every successful entrepreneur does is they pivot when it feels right um, instead of holding themselves back out of fear. So that's badass. And I can't wait to dive more into your story. All right, Nina. Yeah. So I, my story comes from dealing with anxiety throughout, throughout my entire life. Um, But it wasn't until I had actually graduated college and was working a full-time job. I was, I actually was a choir teacher for seven years. So I taught middle school choir for seven years And it's just now rolling up on like a full year since Mm -hmm. I quit. This May is going to be a year since I quit my job, which is crazy talk. But it wasn't until I was teaching full time. I was getting a master's degree. I was recently engaged. I was planning a choir tour with my kids to New York City. I just had all of this stuff piling on Mm -hmm. uh, that I had my first big anxiety attack in a moment where I just wasn't able to cope anymore. So it was like I always had, I guess chronic stress, but then that turned into this uncontrollable anxiety. And um, in addition to the mental piece, my body was starting to get affected as well. So I was missing my period. When I was getting my period, it was like terrible cramping. I had acne like Mm -hmm. all over my chin, cystic acne. It hurt so bad. Just so many things were happening all at once. So I remember I was like going to my doctor, I was going to my gynecologist and instead of getting these answers, like I really wanted them to say, this is like, here's your test. This is off. This is what we need to address. Like maybe it's your thyroid or maybe there's some sort of underlying condition or you're not getting enough B vitamins. I don't know. I wanted them to give me something internally. Take a pill and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what they did was they basically were like, everything is fine. Like you're checking all of the markers for normal. So we're just going to put you on anxiety meds and then maybe you should just get on birth control again to control Mm -hmm. the period stuff. And Typically, like that was something that I mean, I'm, I had been on birth control for a while until for some reason it just didn't feel right for me and I got off. But I was like, this just isn't my solution right now. I just know that this isn't where I need to go in order to start feeling better. It's going to just be masking my symptoms. So I dove down this route of holistic health, women's health, um, mental health, all of it. And I started finding some answers for myself. So it started with nutrition. Then I got really into mindfulness and yoga, which I had already been doing, but just got deeper into it. Mm -hmm. Then I really developed like um, a spiritual practice for myself. So I got into a bunch of other things with that. And I opened up to this whole new world. I was like, women know nothing, one, about their bodies. Like we don't know enough about our bodies to make informed choices. We don't understand how nutrition and lifestyle and stress and all of these elements really play a role in our overall health. And our doctors are doing the best that they can, but there's really a missing link here that I felt um, I needed to share with the world. So I ended up getting my coaching certificate at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Since then, I did like an advanced gut health course. I'm in a hormonal course right now. So now my practice since quitting my job um, is solely focused on women's hormones and anxiety, that piece right there. And that's kind of where I've just been rolling and running with it ever since. So love it. it's what I'm yeah. super passionate about. Yeah, yeah, it's I have like, I think the last year and a half gotten really into that piece. And mm-hmm. it's something I think all women need to know more about because it's like, why are yeah. we so unaware about our hormones. It's well, just, we just weren't taught. I know. We just had this conversation the other day. Like in school, you're taught about abstinence and you're taught about, you know, the birds and the bees. Don't make a baby. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. But we, and, <laughs> STD, and STDs, like all good information. Like, yeah, of course we need to know about those things, but we don't know anything about how our body is working and we don't know anything about the signs that our body gives us. What's a normal period? What's not a normal period? Mm-hmm. Anything like that until until something is very, very wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's like we miss all of the warning signs 
that we can help and, and support our body. And then women are just like finally going in and realizing they have endometriosis or they have, yeah. you know, some sort of PCOS or something like that. But there are things we can do before we get to that point. So. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So that's your guys's individually, but obviously you guys are doing a lot together between your yeah. podcast and your upcoming big event, which we're definitely going to touch on. But like what brought, like, have you guys been friends for a long time? Like, did you guys meet online? Like what brought you guys together? And we kind of met online in yeah. a way, in a weird way. Yeah. No, we were freshman year college roommates. So we oh, no filled way. out a form. <laughs> we filled out a form, which is a funny story in itself. Cause we both lied. We lied. <laughs> on our form we're like you know how when they ask you like how are you a neat person sure. do you yeah. whatever sure, you're we were neat no, yeah we were, <laughs> we were the messiest but we lied on our form and somehow ended up together and it was I think we balance each other out really well it's a fantastic pair we've roomed together for what three out of the four years of college mm-hmm. and then we've been friends ever since that's crazy. So, okay. So it's one thing to become really good friends, like through the college experience. It's another thing to start a business with your best friend. So how has that been? Like what prompted that for both of you? And like, how has that journey been of like starting a podcast and like now running this event and like all these things, like how, how has that been? Has it been hard? Has it been challenging? Has it been like incredibly amazing and nothing's gone wrong? You know? (laughs) I feel like, so we do have a leg up in that Nina's husband's full-time job is producing podcasts. So like (laughs) it was an easy, an easier jump to make than maybe for some people. And let's not also forget that Liz's husband is a full-time graphic designer. So we had these people in your corner, long people in our lives to help us promote what we wanted to promote. But we were sitting in your living room, Liz, enjoying some wine. And that's when the podcast idea sparked. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just decided we should, we have things to say. We're interesting, aren't we? Like, let's just talk things through. And it's been interesting the way it's shifted and evolved. Like, at first it was going to be us just talking about things and reviewing wine, which we didn't, because we used to be the Wine and Shine podcast. Okay. We we don't know anything about wine. Um, We just like drinking it. Fair. Yeah. And we found that content's a lot easier to get when you bring on other people. Mm. So we shifted to interviewing. And then I think the big shift for me over like the duration of our podcast has been at first, I was looking to these people that we were bringing on, you know, they're experts in like all these different areas of wellness. And I was almost kind of selfishly looking to them to give me answers about myself. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Nina, I don't know if you found yourself ever in that bucket. Yeah, for Um, sure. I feel like every podcast episode we have, and I'm sure you can say the same, is almost like a therapy session for ourselves. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's just also such a beautiful way to connect with people who you would Uh never probably connect with elsewhere and have a deep, intimate conversation. Absolutely. I'd say now, kind of going off that, it's shifted to – what can these people that we're talking to tell us about our own stories and inform our own decisions? Yeah. Not in a way where they're giving us the answer, but where they're sparking that mm-hmm. curiosity about ourselves. Yeah. Um, so that and the connection piece has become really important. I think um, as far as like working together, Nina is probably one of the few people in my life that I can be like, Nina, you're stressing me out or yeah. Nina, I'm really like irritated about this. So that. I think that's helpful to have a partner that you can be extremely honest with. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I feel think- like we know each other so well. Like it goes beyond just co-hosts or friends. Like I've, I've told you this numerous times. Like I almost feel like we have like a sister relationship in a way where if you know certain friends, like you can be really good friends with somebody, but you can't always tell them exactly how it is. Yeah, for sure. Because you don't know how they're going to react. So it's almost like a family too, in that way where it's like, I know that I can say something to you and you're not going to run away and leave me forever. Right. And we have a good balance, which is the other fun thing. Like we both have strengths and we both have weaknesses Mm -hmm. and we don't have the same strength or the same weakness. So it works out really well because the things that she's good at like I'm not. And so she takes those and the things that I'm better at, she's not. And I take those. So it ends up working like a little happy dance. We've never really gotten in a huge fight. I will say, cause somebody else asked us that when we were on a podcast, they're like, do you guys fight? And I was like, honestly, no, like we've gotten irritated no. maybe a couple yeah. times, but we've never actually, it's never been a challenge to go into business with, with you at yeah. all. 
That's awesome. I, I resonate. I've done some, I mean, events and retreats with one of my best friends. She's become my best friend, but we started off as kind of business partners. And, um, she's also like, I call her the yin to my yang. Like I'm extroverted. She's introverted. Like she's amazing at like creating beautiful things. And I'm amazing at just like speaking to the truth and like creating amazing <laughs> content. And we just yeah. kind of pull, pull our strengths and show up in that way. Um, she's like the feminine energy of the man, you know, it's just like all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, so I, so get that and I think that you're right like in any friendship and any relationship if you can't be honest and communicative I don't really think it's ever gonna work period that, that's just my right. two cents personal opinion like I'm a brutal honest tell it as it is kind of gal so I think that's awesome that you guys have that from the from the beginning because it means that you can navigate any hurdles that you're gonna face because mm-hmm. Is this you guys hosting your first event or have you guys hosted events before? We've hosted smaller events. Yeah. Um, like in like little ones in Columbus, I would say maybe like, I don't know, you know, like 20 people. Yeah. Maybe 30. Um, Actually, yeah. I think like the women's empowerment one that had 50. So like we've hosted smaller events, but I mean, this one coming up is Huge. like it's 200 people, but it's yeah. also bringing in lots of other names. So it's mm-hmm. diff- it's way different. This has a lot higher stakes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so exciting. And so many like of, of people I know and love are, are like speaking at your guys' yeah. event. So that's like, awesome. Um, but yeah, I just think like it takes a lot to run these things. I don't think people realize like the back end work of what it goes oh, into yeah. it. And it can be very exhausting. And it can also be challenging when you're working with other people if they're not on the same train. So mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. That I will say, that. though, I think because of the world that me and Liz are in, I think we're always working on ourselves so much. Like we're working on opening our own awareness and working on like learning more about ourselves. And I think that's what makes us get along so well Mm. because then we're more reflective. You know, I think when you're not in that space, you can get really defensive. Like, oh, wait, what does this mean about me? But I think that's like one of the reasons why we work so well and the people we choose to work with because everybody is so much into this. I hate like really using the self-improvement rope route but they are like let's open up and let's see what's going on and let's work together so yeah it's what's made it really successful yeah yeah I think that is what makes any human like grow true yeah and shine you know it's like if we're not constantly working on ourselves what the fuck are we doing I I believe that if we're not doing that we're dying and so it's like let's not die let's live (laughs) Mm -hmm. let's live we got things to do here gals like we gotta keep moving yeah okay so what are you individually what are you guys doing right now like focusing for yourself on on a personal growth standpoint, like, let's go that, let's go that direction. Well, I, I've, like I said, currently I'm in an advanced hormonal health course and I just feel like I'm very much on this pursuit of spreading the awareness for women's health. So I'm doing that personally. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm doing a lot of reflection within myself. So like what's going on within my body? What can I, how can I use myself as like my own research in order to then help and share this wisdom with other women? But I've also been going down this very like woo woo, like Liz kind of mentioned, I'm the one that gets intuitive hits. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. just got my Reiki one certification about a month ago. I'm about to get my Reiki two. I read tarot cards. So I'm in this very like open space right now with all this feminine energy where I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to be open to whatever the universe wants to throw my yeah. way. So I'm sort of digging into all of that for my own personal growth right now. It's been fun. Okay. We're going to get back to that after. Okay. After Liz, Perfect. Liz shares. <laughs> Um, I guess mine would be, it has always historically been really difficult for me to put myself out there. It sounds strange because I have a podcast, but note that I have a podcast with another person versus by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so this transition to being, in, being an intuitive eating coach, um, because I feel more passionate about it than the other direction I was going, I'm excited to put myself out there. And so I've been um, like, today I'm finishing up my content plan for the month. And like, that's always a constant challenge for me just to like open myself up for potential criticism Mm -hmm. for anyone. Um, and I would say like, I'm looking into, um, so I just moved from Columbus where Nina is at now last year. I moved up near Akron, um, which is by Cleveland, but Akron itself, as far as like, you know, a wellness scene, I guess you could say it's, it's much smaller and I've had to really, really, really go hunting for it, which is kind of fun. Um, but I'm in addition to put my, putting myself out there more online, like I'm looking at getting my yoga certification and doing other things that would put myself out there physically, like in the community I'm in, yeah. because that community is smaller. And I think 
um, I can, I have a message that's different from anyone in my area that I've seen. So it's kind of like dual fold there. That's awesome. Okay. So the tarot cards, the Reiki piece of it, like I love that shit. And I think it's really, really cool. But I also have to say that I spent years being like, nope, like I'm not into this. Like it's weird. It's woo. And I feel like there's probably like half of my audience is like, I'm into it. And half of them are like, I don't believe in this shit. So like, what has that been like for you? Like, what the fuck is Reiki anyways, for people who don't know what it is? And like, how yeah how has that been like practicing that um you know sh- showing up for other people because I know you do tarot card, read, card yeah. readings do you also do Reiki readings and stuff now yeah so well f- first of all I'm with you I grew up Catholic my entire life so okay. I feel like there's this weird learning curve between like this is religion and this yeah. is like Christianity and this is all woo and the devil's work you know like all of those like weird stories you told yourself growing up you are a witch now exactly (laughs) and it's interesting because like a lot of things would happen when I was younger that I think I just like shut off because I was afraid of bringing all of that in but what I've learned as I've gotten into this work is that um, it's more of a feeling so once you just take the time to For me, it really started with meditation and yoga. It was like this inner peace feeling where I was like, oh my God, there is a difference between Nina and her crazy thoughts and her anxiety and this like weird space within me that feels calm and like whole and happy. Mm -hmm. So what is that inner space? Like that's what first got me into it. I was like, what is this other part of me? And then I started kind of playing around with like the idea of universal energy. Like I'm not going to say that there's anything crazy out there going on, but what if I just trust? Like what if I just open us up and trust like if I put out this positive energy, the universe is going to co-create with me and start to give me the things that I'm asking for. And I saw honestly just that it was helping. Mm -hmm. So I started to like dip my toes in the water and I started one to feel better. I started to feel more connected to myself, to nature, to the people around me. And then like it all just started to come together. And so with Reiki, I first I did acupuncture. So it was like putting needles in the meridians, releasing chi, releasing energy in the body. And then my really good friend, Megan Trapp, is a Reiki master. And she started practicing Reiki on me. And I was like, wow, holy shit, this is amazing. Like I could feel parts of me that were really tense, like releasing, just like an acupuncture. So then that's when I got into it myself. But Reiki essentially is like acupuncture without the needles. So we all are energy. We have life force energy within us, just like nature does, just mm-hmm. like anything else has energy. We also have that. So what we do with Reiki is you use your, your hands and you place them on the uh, certain chakras in the body. And then from there, you are able, you're just kind of like the vessel to say, wherever this energy needs to go within the body, let me use my hands and my energy to help move it where they intuitively know it needs to go. Yeah. So right now I have my Reiki one. So I actually, um, I can just practice on myself and friends. Okay. So then when I get Reiki two, that's when I'm able to then do Reiki for other people. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So when you first had a Reiki, have you had one of these done on you before, Liz? I'm sure she's probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'd be Nina curious. eventually convinces me to do everything. I love it. I love it. So I'd be curious to hear like what both of your first time Reiki experiences were like because I have only had it done once mm-hmm. and it was when I was like not at all in the like headspace to receive it. And I yeah. had a very interesting experience, which I'm happy to Ooh. share. But I would love to hear both of your guys's like, what was the first time like? Like, was it positive? Like, what did you learn about yourself? Yada, yada. Yeah, I guess for me, the first time, well, I have two kind of first times and this will make sense in a second. So the very first, first time um, we went, Nina and I go to try to go to the Good Fest every year in mm-hmm. Philadelphia mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and they had um, Kelsey Patel there who's speaking in our event. We love her very, very much, yeah, she's but, awesome. um, but she is a Reiki practitioner and she did a group Reiki mm-hmm. and I had this, it was the weirdest thing. Like I've never cried uncontrollably before. Cause I'm a pretty, pretty guarded person. And I'm like, I will show emotion. I will not show emotion. Like that's mm. usually pretty strategic. Um, and she was just talking to the group and I like could not stop crying. Um, so that was my first experience. Some chakras were clearing out. Oh, yeah. and the emotions yeah, were like, through. Like, Can't deal with this shit. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
so then I was like, well, I was like, you know, I, I don't know how a group energy is different, obviously, than an individual energy. So I um, did a session with Megan, the um, Nina's friend. And that one was like the most calm I've ever been, the most meditative experience. And I, I wouldn't say I saw things, but I, um, like there were some colors when she was on different chakras. Like I would see like different colors. Um, and I did like kind of see like an image of a bird, Mm. like as I was very zoned out, which was interesting because then without even saying anything, she's like, I got this like swan vibe when I was up here. And I was like, okay, that's really weird. (laughs) Did she explain to you what that meant? Like, did you have like a, a, a debriefing, I guess? Or was it more of like yeah. your personal experience and what you took she, from it? She kind of alluded to that. Like once she had kind of worked through the main part of me what that was blocked, which is my solar plexus, which is a lot of like confidence and self-power and that mm-hmm. stuff um, makes sense for me why it was blocked. That's like my life. Um, once she worked through it, she said she saw this swan, like going down my entire, like flowing down my entire body because it was finally free to move. And I had that, that ability to just be balanced and Mm -hmm. have everything work the way it should. Mm -hmm. Something along those lines. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. We sound crazy. No, I love it. (laughs) I find it so fascinating. So I'm like, you go girl, you share that crazy moment. (laughs) No, I think it's incredible. My first experience, I can't even like remember. I do know that I hadn't quit my job yet. So a lot of the work that Megan was doing on me was my lower um, chakra, my my root chakra was not grounded. And I remember her spending a lot of time there and like, you know, with her hands on my legs, I could feel a lot of heat. I could feel a lot of tingling. I also would kind of see colors as energy was moving around. I also see colors with acupuncture. So mm-hmm. I see, you know, it's just like whatever way your body interprets on, um, energy moving. Sure, you might yeah. see things, you might visualize things, you might feel relaxed, tingling, hot, sleepy, whatever. But um, I remember like I had this sensation of just like my feet were just sinking into the ground, like almost like roots being planted into the ground. And she also kind of mentioned that too. So it's interesting that you feel a certain way. And then the Reiki practitioner also resonates whatever that same emotion or that same feeling within their body, whether that be visual or whether they actually kind of feel what you're feeling too. It's just like a connection between like, oh, okay, I, what I was feeling, you also were picking up. So. so interesting. Okay. So my experience was crazy balls. I don't even know how this happened, but I was, st- I was doing a show cause I'm, I'm an actor. It's like what I went to school for. And I was doing a show in Michigan and this woman who came to see the show was like, I would love to like gift you a Reiki healing. Nice. And I was like, I don't know what that is, <laughs> you know? And she was like, just come to my house. And so I like dragged one of my friends with me because I was like, I'm not going to this crazy stranger's house without somebody like back up. But she seems like nice enough. And she's like, put me on this table. And I was probably on her table for like an hour. Yeah. And she didn't actually touch me. So that was a different experience. It was like hands above. But I've definitely fell asleep on the table. And um, I don't remember a lot of my personal experience, but I remember a lot of her interpretation of my experience. And And the thing that really stuck out for me was she was like, you have a tiger living in your belly. And I was like, I have what? <laughs> you know? Am um, I pregnant? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> definitely like, not pregnant. Um, but yeah, no, I and I looked it up afterwards and it represented like personal power and um, courage. And I was like just starting to take this like, I had just um, landed like my first professional, like really intense role. And so I was like showing up in my truth for the first time in, in, in my career. And that felt incredible. So I was like, that makes a lot of sense. And then she's like, and you have a cockatoo in your head. And I did not know what that meant either. But then I looked it up afterwards and it was just that I'm like chatter, chatter a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. which also resonated a lot. Cause it was like peak time for me of like when my anxiety was at its peak and like, just like really, really struggling with that piece. Um, and so I just, I find it really fascinating, but I haven't had one since. And I'm, I had, I did a group Reiki session, um, at at our last event, but it was like after a yoga thing. And then we did like a Reiki piece as part of that. And that was really, really cool. 
Um, but I haven't done like an individual session, so I might have to hook, like, you might have to hook me up with that girl. <laughs> I was going to say, once I do my Reiki too, I can do distant sessions. So I will offer you a session and you yes. will we'll kind of like pr- I'll practice on you. Ooh, for my I would love that. I, so seriously, I'll need some or when I, come, when I come to the event, maybe we can link. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. But up. what I also think is cool, what you said is, um, like what she was picking up was you have like a lot of heated energy, like up in the mind and then in your solar plexus. Mm -hmm. And for her, she resonated with that by seeing like an animal that represents that. And it could have been like anything for anyone else. Um, So that's why Reiki is so cool because everybody interprets things differently, but it always, they all come back to like the same core meaning. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a cool like service. If you haven't tried it, listeners, you definitely should. Yeah, Don't be freaked out by should. it. Yeah, reach out. Do the thing. It's, it sounds so cool. And I just think like, I think to, to anything that sounds wooey or kind of out there, um, I think ultimately it's whatever you make of it and however you choose Absolutely. to show up. And if you really go into it with an open mind and just want to receive something from it and go in with an intention, I think you always get something out of it. Like it doesn't, you know, like crystals, all that stuff. It's like, it can be really powerful if you allow it to be. But if it's, if it's something that you're like, I don't believe in this shit, like it's not going to do shit for you. Obviously. Everything's a tool. That's yeah. how I view it. Like yeah. tarot cards, you can choose to believe that they're being divinely guided, that your angels, guides, whatever are helping you pull the card. Or you can say, I am physically pulling this card and whatever it speaks to me, whatever pings I get in my mind, that's my own intuition interpreting the card. So whatever way you want to take it, you could say this crystal just makes me feel good because this crystal represents self-love. Or you can be like more on a scientific level, like the properties of this crystal and energy, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like whatever route you want to take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. 110%. Okay, Liz, I want to touch on something that you said, because I think it's really fascinating. You talked about how like you're a strategic person and you just kind of like have a hard time putting yourself out there and like intuitively Mm -hmm. showing up in the world. And I think it's really interesting that you are transitioning from financial coaching, which I would imagine is quite strategic. While, of course, I'm sure there's some money mindset work, but it's quite strategic. And there's a lot of like, I am putting together a plan and a budget and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, moving into intuitive eating, there's like no strategy involved at all. You know, it's just like all intuitive parts. And so, like, how is that? going for you like moving in that direction when that's something that you personally also like are navigating because I would I would imagine it would be quite interesting like navigating moving in that place you know yeah I would say it's interesting the financial coaching piece almost is the symptom of my logical brain working like too hard for me Mm -hmm. so I basically once I started doing all this with Nina um like doing podcasting and, you know, embracing her woo-woo stuff and like <laughs> getting more into all of that. Um, I I was kind of in my head going, okay, well, you went to school for music. That's irrelevant. That's, a that's not irrelevant. Your life. That's so cool. I love that. <laughs> we both were in school for music. We, it's cool. Um, and I'm like, but you know, you're in the personal finance industry and you have a business degree because you got your MBA, but you're also doing this like personal growth kind of stuff. So logically it makes sense to marry these things and put them together and do this in a path that logically combines these things. Like, so that if I told a family member or a friend, they'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause it's both of your, it's both of your worlds combining. And so I think for me, I've experienced immense freedom because by info- by following the intuitive eating side of my life and the experiences I've had more on that side versus the financial stuff, um, I've been able to let go a lot of that like rigidity that was mm-hmm. driving, you know, the what I should do that was driving a lot of those past decisions. And so I've had, I'm having fun researching instead of feeling like, oh, I probably should like research and I'm having fun coming up with ideas for, you know, future collaborations or, mm-hmm. you know, going through my coaching program instead of viewing it as a chore. It just feels so much freer. Yeah. I love that. I also love what you said about, I should do this. Right. I, I kind of hate that word. I, yes. you know, I always say to my clients, like, stop shitting all over yourself. Like if you yep. think like <laughs> I should, if you ever say I should do this, like gut check yourself. And that's such an easy thing to say, like, oh, just get curious. Like when you say I should like be like, do I, do I really need to be doing this? Or is this something I want to be doing? Um, mm-hmm. and that has been a huge tool for me. So I love that 
I love that you said that because it just really resonated hard. Um, also, I totally don't think that the music path is like <laughs> a weird thing at all. Um, I know so many creatives who have transitioned and or are like slashers, you know, musicians slash coach. Um, yeah. That's totally me. Like I, I mean, I started in choir. I like grew Girl, up doing, yeah, I grew up doing opera us. and like then transitioned to musical theater. And where'd you go to school for musical theater? In um, Chicago, there's a conservatory program called the Chicago College of Performing Arts. So oh, my, my best friend went to Roosevelt for musical theater. Oh yeah. That's the same program. Yeah. No oh, way. It is. Yeah. What year did you graduate? Uh, 2013. Okay, he would have been. Well, do you know Jack Bartholet? He would have been two yeah, years older. Yeah, I than totally you. do know. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, Shout he's out. my best friend. I just went to his wedding. Oh in, my gosh! Uh, like last September, it was That's incredible. So funny. But like, I totally was on the musical theater path too. I like auditioned yeah. at all these different schools, and then I went the music ed route. And Liz went music ed, transitioned to music business. Cool. Yeah, and I just think like there's so much. I don't know. I know so many, so many people who started off in that space, study that in school. And there's just this like need for more, you know, it's like, I love this creative side, but I also want to work this other side of my brain. And I think that's where I got stuck. You know, I was like, I love acting, but I need something outside of that. Um, when I'm not singing my face off, you know, like I want to be doing something else that is also really empowering and, um, brings in some moolah you know so yeah. coaching just kind of naturally fit into my world too so I think that's really fascinating that we all had really similar I think paths. when you're in the creative field in general like that's what makes a good entrepreneur because you think outside of the box and you think really creatively and you're yeah. also like I could do it like yeah. you have so you know like you have more passion not more passion everybody has passions but I feel like when you're yeah. in the creative music world sometimes you're like oh I gotta go for my passion and you're and putting you yourself out there Yes. With yes. Like with in a really vulnerable, scary way. Like I, I know that whenever I'm on stage, it's so powerful, but also it's so terrifying because you're fully vulnerably showing up, you know, mm-hmm. in a space where everyone's eyeballs are on you. And yep. I think that that is just a, such an easy transition to entrepreneurship because like we have to put ourselves out there every fucking day and, and like share a part of heart. us likes it you oh, know like there's 100. like a part of us that are I've thought about this with myself too I'm like man I'm such like an attention whore like I just I love <laughs> to I want the eyes on me I want to keep talking I want to have a podcast like I was mm-hmm. I just auditioned for my first show again like last year I did not make it but I was like I just love like it brought it all back I was like oh my gosh I could be the star you know like what sure, is it yeah, in yeah. me that wants that yeah, no, I mean, I get that. I mean, for me, I think I, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot because acting is like still a huge part of my life. And sometimes it's hard to kind of piece all the things together of like, why do I do what I do? And like, what is really my main mission in this world? Mm-hmm. And I think what I love about being a, an artist and a creative and also being a coach and being a podcast host and writing and all these things. It's like, I just love to tell stories and I yeah. love to bring other people into that space so that they can learn something and, or have an aha moment from that experience in like, so that's me. I'm just like, okay, I think that's my new, new job title, like storyteller extraordinaire, because they all kind of, of fit in that space, you know? And I think I don't know. I think ultimately it's just the coolest thing. So I love that you guys have that background. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So before we get to fun, fast questions, tell me about your empowered voice event. I will, I will be there. So you guys should come um, and, um, and support and come like, enjoy the, it's so, it sounds so fun. So like, tell me more about how that came to be, what the event's going to be like and all that fun stuff. Well, I feel like when I have, here's the thing. I feel like Nina gets intuitive hits like constantly. And I feel like when I get intuitive hits, they're like these giant things. So they I mean see, something. When you get an intuitive big. hit, like we have to listen. <laughs> so um, we were at the Good Fest and I was looking around and we had met a few other podcasters and there were all these women like us. It was just this moment of connection. I was like, we need to do something like this, but in the direction more of like women sharing their own content. Um, actually it started out, we need to do a, an event for women that have a wellness podcast. It was very niche. It started it's very niche. It's too niche. Um, and exactly what you were talking about with stories, it kind of, as we worked through it evolved into what's the commonality It's that every platform that women that we have, that we admire the most have is, they're putting themselves out there in some way. They're telling their story. That might be an Instagram page. That might be a blog. It might be a YouTube channel mm-hmm. or a podcast, whatever it is. And so in just kind of working through what's important to us, we talked about 
you know, how can we encourage more women to share their stories wherever they're at on the journey? So I mean, I'll let you get into the day a little bit if you, if you want to yeah. chat about that. Yeah. So everybody that we asked to join and speak at the event is somebody that we find to be incredibly inspiring in the wellness world. Um, so we have like, for example, almost 30, they have a incredibly booming podcast right now. They're also out there speaking women empowerment. Um, Katie Delbout, who also has a podcast and a blog, um, just like so many women, what was that? And a book and a book. book. Yeah. And a book. So everybody that is coming, I mean, they're, they do happen to be podcasters, but they also are writers and speakers Mm -hmm. and they have YouTube channels. Like Talia Pollock is a plant-based chef. So she has like a YouTube channel where she shares her recipes. And we have Davia Roberts who talks about women empowerment and just all of these incredible people coming to share their story. So we'll have sessions. We have two Uh, main sessions for everybody. And then we have breakout sessions. So if you're interested in, for example, like how do I cultivate an audience? We have a session for you. How do I even deal with like the legal side of all of this? We have a session for you. So it's like Mm -hmm. how to build content, how to break out, um, bust through your fear, all of these things that'll help empower you to share your message, whether you have a platform or not, if you're just starting to kind of dive into it, or you just want to meet really cool women. That's the event. I love it. I'm so pumped. And I think, I think it's so so amazing. Like the women that you brought together. I mean, you guys, you guys know, like you've heard Katie on the podcast. She's like my third person ever on on the, on the podcast. Love her so much. You guys have heard Chris and Lindsay come on. Like, you know, that like they, I've supported them from the beginning. Like they've supported me from the beginning. Like it's so cool that you're bringing together just like a group of amazing women to be able to show up. And I also think like as a woman in this space, I know how hard it is to find people. Like it should not be this hard, but it is hard to find to other women who yeah, are like people. in the same space and genuinely like want to do amazing things. And, you know, going to events is the best way to connect with incredible like-minded people mm-hmm. and um, put yourself out there too in a new and exciting way. So um, it's, if I recall, it's September 21st, correct? Mm -hmm. amazing um so all of that info is going to be in the show notes for you guys um if you guys want to head over to the good old Ohio and come Mm -hmm. hang out with me and Nina and Liz and all the other amazing women that are going to be there um Columbus is super cool I know a lot of people are like Columbus or like Ohio but it really (laughs) is the fun the most fun little city with all of the shops and good places to eat yeah I'm excited I've never been so I'll be road tripping it's good in the (laughs) fall too so it'll be fun it's a good fall city I'm so pumped all right you guys ready for some fun fast questions yes okay so obviously I answer this separately but what is your biggest pet peeve (laughs) you're like I got it So, um, (laughs) I am like kind of a rule follower in case your audience, your audience, which I love that word. I know. um, I did not get the the memo. Um, so when I see people like not following the rules, I get really upset. So like I was on a flight recently where a bunch of people were like up in the aisles Mm. when they weren't supposed to be. And I was like, guys, seatbelt sign is on. Yeah. You can't do that. Sit down, buckle your seatbelt, seatbelt sign is on. (laughs) So when people are like, Break the rules for no reason other than to just break the rules. Mm-hmm. You have a good reason, I guess, you can break them. <laughs> My biggest pet peeve is when people play victim mode. And mm. I don't know what it is, but it gets under my skin so much. So if somebody's like, well, this happened to me and then that happened to me. And like, you're making me feel like this. I mean, I, I get it. We need to like share our feelings. But yeah. when I'm like, you are just in victim mode right now. Like, pity me. Everything sucks. Da, 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 and and I just want to shake people and be like, yeah oh, let's look at this a different way. So it's almost like I have like this rage come over me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's definitely my pet peeve. Mine is slow walkers. <laughs> oh, get out of Can't the way. Can't do it. I'm like, move and... your ass. I'm also very tall. I have long legs. Like oh. I walk very fast. In... Well, I'm the opposite. I'm very, very short and I have short legs. I'm <laughs> I don't know if you have this either, but like in a mall, like it moves like traffic. Yes. Like if you're coming one way, you walk this way. If you're going, don't mess up. You the cannot, you know, follower Liz needs it to be the right way. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I, I'm the girl in the airport who is like, excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Every time, every time, at least I say I'm Canadian. So I have to say like, I'm sorry. Or like, excuse me. <laughs> like I'm very polite, but I have, to, I just can't deal with it. Anyways. Okay. Scariest thing you've ever done. Probably quit my job. <laughs> to be honest. I think mm-hmm. it was quitting my job. 
It was so scary. Mm-hmm. I would say same um, because my current job, I quit a very stable job to join a startup with one other person. Mm-hmm. So and I was like, hope, hope I get paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hope yeah. this works out. That. Let's do it. Taking the step to do your own thing and or do something completely different than where you're at and like shake things up. It's it's really scary. It's fully yeah. scary. And I love that you both own that. Okay. Favorite thing about the other person, each other. Uh, Liz's humor. I think it's hilarious. Like you say the funniest, but not even purposefully funny. Like it's just the way you, the way you speak it is just always so funny to me. I love your positivity because I think sometimes I do get a little Debbie Downer and you're my little optimist that is always looking on the bright side. You need that balance. You make me laugh and I help you stay optimistic. What a good partnership. What a good pair. I love it. You guys are great. I'm so excited to meet you guys in real life and um, be on your podcast in a little bit. Um, It'll be super fun. Um, Okay, last question. You ready? Yes. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you to live a fuck yes life? It means, Liz, you go. You go, girl. It's all you. Um, To live your life for you and not for other people. Mm. Yeah. I have a tattoo on my foot. I got my first tattoo and it says live free. And I think it's just all about releasing the chains, the bounds, the false stories, all of the negative things that you've carried with you throughout your life. And just like learning how to live through them and go for what you want. So mm. live freely. So yeah. love that so hard. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, where can the audience connect with you guys? All of this will obviously be in the show notes, but yeah, individually and together, how can they find you guys on the interwebs? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm totally going to steal Podians at the next. <laughs> steal it. Let's create <laughs> like, it. Let's create it. Next, yeah. Um, but you guys can find us on our website, which is findingyourshinepodcast.com, as well as on Instagram um, at findingyourshinepodcast. And we're on all of the podcast platforms. If you listen like Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, they're all there. Badass. And then individually? Um, individually? Sorry. <laughs> I'm so, so excited to talk. Um, you can find me. I'm at Liz Garster. So that's G-A-R-S as in Sam T-R. Um, also for the Empowered Voice specifically, that's empoweredvoiceconference.com. We don't have an Instagram for that, but that's that page there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And for me, because I'm like talking <laughs> all over the place, you can find me just at Nourished with an E-D, Nourished with Nina on Instagram. And my website is nourishedwithnina.com for all things like hormones and anxiety stuff and woo of course a woo all the woo I love it okay I'm, I never do this but I'm gonna say one more thing is there one thing that you want to say or like leave the audience with before you go something you wish I had asked anything like that oh honestly I feel like we covered all the important things I really feel things. like we did and I think the only thing I would leave people with is Like if you feel some sort of inkling inside of you to do something, to try something, to create something, listen to that voice. That's your intuitive hit. That's that little bit of woo that's like trying to get at you. So don't be afraid. And we've all been in a place where we've been afraid to move forward. So it's not just you, you know, like it's not Mm -hmm. just your brain that's afraid. Everybody's there. So just take a small step towards whatever it is you're trying to do. Love that. Yeah. I think that has been like the common theme in this whole conversation is like just follow yeah. your your brain your hit your gut whatever you want to call it. I call them gut tugs um mm. and I, I love that like I think that 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 has led me so in the right direction and I think when we don't listen that's when we get really frustrated and that's when the quarter life crisis happens that's Absolutely. when you know we want to we have anxiety attacks and all the all the stuff falls apart so all the energy in the body is yeah stuck and needs to come out yep. yeah yeah Love it. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming on. You guys are amazing. And yeah, make sure you guys connect with them in all the stuff in the show notes. Thank you so much for having us. And there you have it. Thank you so much, Nina and Liz, for coming on the podcast and for everything we talked about in today's episode and all of the info for their upcoming event. Be sure to check out the show notes at amandacatherineloy.com forward slash podcast forward slash 59. Do you guys love it when I sing? (laughs) I'm just always singing. So you probably know that that's going to happen on the regular. Um, And as always, I will see you guys in our Facebook community and on the Instagram. If you love this episode, make sure to tag the gals and also myself and shout it out in your stories, on your page, share your favorite takeaway. And I just adore you guys to the moon. Um, I will see you guys on the flip side. And until next week, bye-bye.